Hey, welcome to the Bible Savvy Podcast, a weekly conversation on how to understand, enjoy, and apply God's Word. I'm your host, Nikki Lucas, and I'm joined by Executive Pastor Eric Ferris and Teaching Pastor Clayton Keenan. We're about to jump into another passage from the Gospel of John, and Clayton is walking us through the common method today, so why don't you tell us what we're looking at? We are going to be reading a great story in John chapter 13, and this is a story that comes right at the very end of Jesus's life, so it's the final week before he goes to the cross, and in fact, it's the kind of the evening before uh, he goes through his trial and at the crucifixion. This is at the Last Supper. This is the meal that Jesus had with his disciples giving his final teaching, final explanation. And in the book of John, it's kind of expanded. We actually get the most information about the, the Last Supper in the book of John because you get extended teaching for several chapters from Jesus. But this is the thing that Jesus does before that meal begins. And so we're gonna pick it up uh, in John 13, starting in verse one, and we're gonna go through verse 17. All right, John chapter 13. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. And having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist, after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him and that was why he said that not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. All right, we're going to start with observations, first O and comma. And so what did you guys see? Uh, right away, I think verse 1 says, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. I can imagine that being a very bittersweet realization. Bitter because he knew like what was ahead of him, like that death side of it, but also like this very sweet part because he knew he was going to return back to his Father. Uh, my observation in verse 3, I, I just love this. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and he was returning to God. Like that is a mouthful about the authority that Jesus has in all creation. And then yet, and so I, I read that and then I think about not just a few verses later, he's wrapping a towel around his waist and he's washing feet like the 
the juxtaposition of those two descriptions of Jesus are yeah, jumping out to it's, me. It's remarkable that it's not just, well, he's got all these authority, and he also did this, this humble thing. It, in verse 4, it says, so, like it's almost like, here's the reason. I'm completely in charge here. I'm totally in control. And so this is what I do. Like it's it's like, what what do I do with my power and authority? I'm I'm gonna choose to do this. It is that is a remarkable contrast there. It really is. Um, I I was thinking about the fact uh, you guys just pointed out. Jesus knew. Jesus knew. There's another one where it says what he knew in verse 11. He knew who was going to betray him. So Judas is still in the room, and Jesus chooses to do this like humble act of service and, and love to, to them. And man, I, like these little glimpses into Jesus's kind of like inner thoughts and world and what's going through his mind, like that is a, there's a lot going on there, you know? Yeah, I think about that, like he, you know, like Jesus came to serve others, not to be served. And he leaves us that example there's a, another example that goes along with that where it's like, instead of cursing your enemies, you should pray for them. You know what I mean? And it's like he 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 did that with Judas. He served and he honored Judas, even though he knew Judas was about to betray him. And so we, we find ourselves in that kind of position with people who, you know, curse us and mock us and all that stuff, and we can easily pay it back. But instead, he says, no, don't do that. Uh, in verse 7, Jesus says, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. And that was something striking to me because I often feel like that in my Christian walk. Like, <laughs> God, what are you doing? And and sometimes the Lord is doing something in your life or through your life and you experience it. And then maybe like a year later or two years later or five years later, you look back and you go, oh, that's what God was doing during that season or through that conversation. or, And so it just jumped out at me as, yeah, you're right. I don't fully normally realize everything that God is up to in its entirety. I think the uh, striking words of Jesus at the end of this passage um, where he's saying, look, I, I'm your teacher, I'm your Lord, I'm, I'm the master here, and you've seen what I've done. I have served you, I have washed your feet, and so because of that, no, no servant's greater than their master. You should go do that. Like it's, a, uh, it's the expectation of a disciple is, well, well my teacher is going to show me what to do and how to live and how to think, and I'm going to do it like them. So for them to see this and for him to say, yeah, I am, I am the one in charge. And if I did this, how much more should you uh, do, do these sorts of things for each other? Have you guys ever participated in a foot washing? I have. I yeah. have not. We used to do it every year in the youth group that I was in. What did you think about it when you were participating in it? Uh, the first time was very strange. Well, when you're when you're a freshman and you're like, you're gonna like you know wash people's feet, and it's like, oh, the girl that I likes in this circle, you know, like, that's all very weird. Um, but then after a while, you realize because we would do it on mission trips, so you'd go away, you'd be like a week or two with people, and uh, this would be like a culmination kind of thing. It was actually very uh, like meaningful to say, hey, this is a person that I've, I've got a relationship I, I care about, and I'm going to do this weird thing, uh, but it's going to symbolize the fact that I'm for them and, and would serve them. 
I always hate it. <laughs> every, every time I go away, I'm on like a leadership retreat or a pastoral retreat or something like that. And and we're like looking at this text. I'm like, oh no, please don't tell me that he, they're going to walk into the room with basins of water. It's a really awkward exercise, right? Now, obviously when we do it, it's more of a symbolic spiritual growth kind of thing because Back then, it would have been a very normal, you walk into a place to have a meal, someone would have been there to wash feet. So it, it was just a normal, everyday thing for them. It doesn't, doesn't mean that what Jesus was teaching them isn't the same. But when we do it, it's completely unnecessary. It's, it's totally symbolic. Right. right? So we're doing the symbolic Thoroughly. thing. And I've never really fully resolved in my mind what I like least. Washing someone else's feet or having my feet washed. And I think both of those things are going on here. Like at first, Peter's like, you're not going to wash my feet, are you? Like that's like, you're above me. You're a teacher, I'm student. So no, I can't let you wash my feet. It should be in reverse. And then, and then he starts, well, I just wash my whole body. Uh, when, when you have participated in these, Clayton, what was more awkward for you? Oh, definitely having your feet washed. Because, well, in, in part because, you know, like, the way we did it, someone would like come up and like have chosen to come up and wash your feet. And so then it's like, I don't, this is just weird. Whereas I, I could have chosen, you know, I'm going to go wash this person's feet or that person's feet. And usually by the time you did it, someone had already like washed their feet a little bit. So it was a little bit clean, but like, it's just, I, yeah, no, don't want my feet touched. In, in either case, whether you are washing someone's feet or someone is washing your feet, humility is involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way around it. On the giving end and the receiving end, it, it is a very it's, humbling experience. What else do you guys see? Uh, verse, in verse 3, with the, the Jesus knew so, um, there's, a, there's a confidence that comes with that. Like, he, he knew who he was. He knew what he was about. He knew why he was there. He had his purpose. And he was willing to just do whatever, whatever he needed to do in order to, to be that example for his disciples. There, there was this confidently humble presence about Jesus in that moment. All right, I'm going to piggyback on that. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. What would our lives look like if we were convinced that we were created by God and that one day we were returning to God, that we would have eternal life with God the Father, and that what we are living now is just the temporary portion between those two realities. To have that kind of clarity of mission of life that Jesus had would be a remarkable way to be on the planet. Yeah, there's a, there's a confidence from that, that you're talking about that almost makes the humility possible. That like nor- normally someone who's like I won't humble myself to do that thing has something to prove. Like they're they're, they're unsure mm. of of whether or not they're in charge or whether or not they have significance. But when they they actually are willing, to, they they know. No, I've I've got all the authority. I've got you know I've got nothing to lose here. They can actually humble themselves and do that thing. Um, it's it's remarkable. Um, let, let's we've kind of already gotten a little bit into kind of the message parts of things. We're already talking about that. So let's just jump into that part. Uh, how would you formulate a message from some of these observations? Uh, my message was to be a, a confidently humble disciple of Jesus, uh, just just based off of verse three. Um, Jesus knew so. If I know, then so what? Like, what am I? What am I going to do? 
What am I going to do about it? Confidently humble. That is an interesting pairing of words yeah. that people normally don't, don't put together. Uh, my message is in verse 17. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. That's about as straightforward coming out of the mouth of Jesus. Like, I did this because I'm showing you an example, and now I want you to live this way. And so uh, my message is disciples follow the example of their teacher. Yeah, uh, something really similar. If the one with all the authority served us, we ought to serve others. So I, I think that's a great way to go into meditation. That, that final verse that you just read there is really one worth contemplating. So we're going to give you 45 seconds, uh, prayerfully ponder uh, this, this verse here. I'll read just a little bit more than Eric did here. Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Go to the A in application, uh, or A in comma, which is application. Uh, how are you guys going to put this into practice? For me, I mostly, uh, more than I would like to admit, I go through the day uh, probably thinking like, how should I respond in this particular situation, or what would I do in this particular situation? And I think um, for me, going off of what we were talking about, is just asking that question more, like, what, what would Jesus want me to do, or how would Jesus respond in this type of situation? Because I, I think I, I sit there and I go, how should I do this? What should I do with this? And I, and I don't often think, what would Jesus do? WWJD. Sorry. I was just <laughs> going to say that. Did it. you really just go with I the WWJD application? It. Just did it. It's a throwback. So I saw someone wearing one of those bracelets today. So. I did too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did too. I was in the meeting with that yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It made me smile. And he's like, like, he's got like crazy good style. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it's, it's throwback. We're going to have to ask him. That's like a, that's like a weird pairing, like how cool he is with a WWJD bracelet. <laughs> exactly. With your confidently humble yeah. statement. Those things hey, don't seem oh, to yeah. go together. It's we're going to have to ask, we're going to have to we ask him about that. a secret. There's probably a story behind him wearing that bracelet. All right, Eric, what's your application? Okay, mine is in the category of just taking some inventory about how I act, how I react, how I interact. This whole notion that Jesus knew he came from the Father and that he was returning to the Father, and that clarity allowed him to live a perfectly obedient life to the Father. There was no striving. There was no distraction. He lived this perfectly obedient, beautiful life. And so I wonder like how much of how I act or interact or react is because I'm forgetting that reality. And so I'm striving or I'm looking for something out of this temporary life or I don't know. I just, I just feel like my application would be to just kind of do some inventory on that reality 
because yeah, that is talking about this episode with you guys has opened my eyes to see that that confidently humble or the, I do, I do like it. That could be another podcast t-shirt or the, or the fact that he knew those things is what allowed him to wash their feet. I never really put those things together. It was always just in a very simple, like, oh, he just did, you know, made an example that you serve other people in love. And um, so it's a, Wow, that's a really long rambling application. <laughs> I need to good. do some inventory about about how I'm living in this temporary world and why my applications are so long. There was <laughs> some good thoughts in all that rambling, though. Uh, my application is pretty straightforward. Um, if if I'm supposed to, you know, go into situations like Jesus did and and serve, then I almost need to like intentionally like ask that question before I walk into a situation. So pull up to my house saying, all right, when I walk in, how am I going to serve my family? Go, go to a meeting. Okay, how am I going to you know, serve the people that are in this meeting with me? Like just deliberately say before certain situations, how am I going to serve? And I may not have an answer right then, but in the moment, I'm far more likely to look for the thing that's going to be of service to the other person rather than just kind of going on autopilot. Yeah, have you ever heard the the teaching on like putting on the different hats in different scenarios? Like I know we've all heard that analogy, but... I actually heard someone someone say once with that analogy, like when they drive home from work, they get out of the car, they park their car in the driveway, they go through the motion of taking off their imaginary work hat <laughs> and setting it down, and then they go through the arm motion of putting on a different hat for that purpose, Clayton, to say, okay, I'm taking off my work hat, now I'm going into my house as a husband and father to, yeah, to serve, serve, to love. You know, It's a really interesting exercise to yeah. go through. Interesting. All right. Good thoughts. Well, thanks for listening to us this week. Join us next Monday for another episode. We'll be looking at another passage from the Bible Savvy Reading Schedule. And in the meantime, if you're not following along with the reading plan, you can check out BibleSavvy.com to download it to start reading along. You can also subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Email us your questions or suggestions at podcast at BibleSavvy.com. Lastly, tell your friends and we will talk to you next week.